Alright, Jeff, I need a number. What number? Any number? The number of how much Savage Fenty did you cop for um <laughs> for uh, your acquaintances last night? Hey man, honestly I wish I had somebody to cop uh Fenty Savage for. You didn't cop any Savage? I don't believe you, honestly. You think you think I you think I uh I bought some and just like put it in I think stock. you bought a little set <laughs> set on the low just in case you find somebody this case. summer. What size what size? You think I got various of sizes? You know how Drake was like, I buy bags so that right, just in case, just in case I find somebody. That's like that's like top ten player shit ever. Like I, 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 that sounds like something I would do if I had it like that. Like I'd probably buy like a bunch of like bags, just like a bunch of fire ass bags, and just put them up. That's what I'm saying. You can't <laughs> do the bag, so you know you do the you do you do the savage Fenty. Hey man, um, shout Rihanna. That shit is that shit good for her, man. She out here doing it, man. Her decision's been selling crazy. Yeah, I've already well. been seeing the tweets from women saying, please don't rip this shit off. This is the good shit. <laughs> right, right. Just I stood in line. I waited till midnight. I did X, Y, and Z. Please don't rip this shit off. So uh, that is a very subtle warning to everybody that is listening. Please uh, take note. Yeah, girls don't want you to rip their Fendi off. Um, that's not how I expected this episode to start, but it is RSPN. It's yeah, episode R- R- Rihanna just <laughs> she just took our attention. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, we just had to. Uh, I mean, I'm looking at the the photos, the art. Yeah, man. Shout out you, 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 you becoming a uh, you becoming a meme over the past few weeks. I have unfortunately became a meme the past few weeks. Your shit the been heat, doing numbers. The heat been losing. The heat losing to the Sixers turned me into a meme, and uh, it's been it's been kind of calm. Been kind of calm since then. No, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's it's been a different. You've got we we both gotten to kind of chill out and just enjoy the game. Yeah, now it's been a lovely day. Had a lovely um, twenty four hours on Thursday. Today <laughs> has been very quality as well. It just, yeah. just just feels different after Wednesday night, doesn't it? Uh yeah yeah a little bit man a little <laughs> bit <laughs> uh you know we got we got some things to discuss for sure I hate the fact and and then this is this is the thing I have I've, I've had good I've had good things happen this week uh real quick you know Tottenham uh are are top four in the Premier League they're gonna finish the season top four in the Premier League which means they can compete in the Champions League next year in the new stadium so that's awesome for me as far as from a soccer standpoint sounds lit. And your week has been what? My week has been very well. I slept very well mm-hmm. knowing that the NBA is safe. From the process? The NBA is saved and there is not a slow, lethal dose of poison <laughs> killing this league any longer. <laughs> what do you mean? Who's, who was killing the league? There is a slow, lethal dose of poison that was going to continue to drip the more that the Sixers advanced in the playoffs, and now yeah, the world is safe. Knew. You just knew if they got any further, the world was going to explode. There would be 30 teams tanking next year, and it was <laughs> going to be the absolute fucking worst. This man, Mark, compared, complains about tanking like every week. You know that? I mean, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have to do it anymore. No, you smart. don't. 
You're right. It's over. My conflict comes from the fact that it is from the Boston Celtics. This is a rival. It's everybody's conflict. Does does, does everybody hate the Celtics? You know, I just think I just think the Celtics have that stigma just because of like, you know, the jokes about the city. Some jokes contain some reality. So yeah. sometimes <laughs> you uh, know and I, and I think that's what happens. I just think it's like hard to ignore, but um, I don't want to say hate. I guess I don't really hate the Celtics, right? You know, but from 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 a Lakers perspective, I would assume I mean, I mean people our age probably don't as a Lakers fan, probably don't hate the Celtics. Maybe if the you're a, if you're a Lakers fan, you should hate the Celtics. I don't really care when when what time you were born. You should. I'm just saying you, you may not because of when you were born, but you should. I would assume people of the Atlantic Division hate Boston. Just the fact that it is a division. I think rival. other coaches around the league hate Brad Stevens, or not hate him, but they're jealous. You know he didn't get one vote. He didn't get not one vote for coach of the year. Yeah, and from uh, his peers, that's jealousy. Not even, bro. not even Brett Brown. <laughs> bro, that's jealousy. Well, well, here's, the thing, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Boston. Brad Stevens has done this so well enough that it that that it, it's 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 like it's not even a surprise that he yeah. had the ability to keep them at two with not only Gordon Hayward out since game one, but with Kyrie out, he didn't play the entire playoffs. Brad Stevens kept them at the second seed, and nobody blinked. It's kind of like expected. It's kind of like expected. Right. More people had Dwayne Casey as a uh, possible as as a possibility from the Raptors staying in first and keeping things in gear. Now, those things ended up not working out as 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 best as it did. But mm-hmm. they were looking really at more of a Casey more than they were Brad Stevens, and now Brad Stevens in the conference finals. My man Dwayne Casey, you know, you know, coach of the year, and he's gonna get fired. I mean, that would completely suck if he did, but we'll get more into that going forward in the episode. Absolutely. We have a very special guest that we're going to be talking some Raptors talk with that Persian guy on Twitter. Uh, if you follow him, he'll be on the show as our guest today, uh, discussing a whole bunch of stuff. Not only Raptors talk, but we'll be discussing the Carter effect on Netflix. It just dropped last week, premiered at the Toronto International Film Festival last year, but just dropped on Netflix. So we'll be talking our thoughts on that documentary as well, presented by Uninterrupted, uh, LeBron James, Maverick Carter, and all of his production crew and all of his boys. So More money. that'll be a very fun episode to talk about. But as far as the Celtics are concerned, um, it's very – I mean, it's it's a great positive because now I don't have to worry about the 76ers anymore. But at the hands of the Boston Celtics, it's like, damn, I want to brag. It's, 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 it's literally Alonzo morning gif when he's shaking his head. And, <laughs> and you're like, like oh, well, it's okay. He's like, yeah, you know what? And at the end of the day, it is what it is. What are you gonna do, man? Now, you know, Celtics are gonna have to go against LeBron James, right? I feel like that's so, been like the theme for everybody in the Eastern Conference, right. uh, despite despite the seven game series with Indiana. Now, sweeping the Toronto Raptors put everybody back into position of okay, let's not doubt LeBron again. No, you can't. You can't, especially not in this situation. Although. Like I said before, man, Boston, they're so well coached. There's a lot of different looks that he's going to be able to give LeBron. So defensively, there's a lot of different things. He's going to he's probably going to have four different guys guarding him throughout the, the game. And I feel I feel like their defense was the key piece in beating Philadelphia compared to the amount that Miami had. Mm-hmm. I was able to just watch those five games that they were able to beat Philadelphia in compared to the five games that Philadelphia took to beat Miami. <laughs> and seeing the t- 
types of shots that Philadelphia got against Miami, the drives to the hole, being able to get aggressive and and it, have it, large amounts of free throws. It says it says a lot about 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 Miami, doesn't it? Uh unfortunately, in this perspective, I have to. Oh, I really <laughs> don't want to fucking do this. But isn't it time? Isn't it time, Mark, to do this? It should be done. And I can definitely say that the Celtics played a lot better than the Heat did as far as exposing Philadelphia's weaknesses and being able to stop a lot of Philadelphia's bullshit that they get away with. But I feel like before the playoffs, not a lot of people would put the Celtics miles ahead of the Heat, would they? Before the playoffs? Before, before, Before the playoffs. I would, yeah. Miles miles ahead? I don't know. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought as a Celtics team they were way better than the Heat, yeah. Well, it, from a, from a coaching I mean just from what they have. I mean, the, the team is stacked and they're dealing I mean, the injuries that they're dealing with and still doing what they're doing is like y'all don't y'all wouldn't have wanted to play them. I don't think that would have went well. I would have felt more comfortable not only playing Toronto but felt more comfortable taking the risk against a team without Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward, but I hear you. I, I don't think you guys. I just don't think you guys match up well against the Sixers. To be honest, that, that was just like a, I just think it just wasn't a good matchup. Yeah, Philadelphia ended up being really bad for Miami. I mean, you had the most uh, uh, exposable matchup between Embiid and Whiteside. Embiid wasn't even was, was, there for the first two games. I was about to say, wasn't Embiid still restricted? He, yeah, he wasn't even out for the first two games. They had him on uh, a small restriction due to the fact that he was still wearing masks and, and having to deal with coming out and making sure that everything was uh, sustainable. Mm-hmm. And the worst part about that, Embiid didn't even have to struggle between games three, four, and five because he was kept afloat by people like J.J. Redick. Marco Bellinelli, Uh, Ben Simmons was getting anything that he wanted, driving to the rim. If he was getting doubled, was always a three-point shooter, wide open. Somebody was there to to, to fix it, to fix everything. And it, and it it definitely showed. You have J.J. Redick averaging 20 points for the series. Marco Bellinelli, a person who shouldn't be He shouldn't be getting off. This he high amount of points, he's averaging <laughs> yeah. almost seventeen fucking points. He shouldn't shooting be fadeaways all over everybody's face. Yeah, well, he has some of the worst tattoos I've ever seen. By the way, I just wanted to put that out there. I just want to punch. Jesus, there's so many people I wanted to punch in the face that series. I know, man. I know. It's okay. It just showed so much defensively of what Boston was able to expose out of Philadelphia. The people that gave Miami nightmares as far as scoring, as far as being able to transition. Having Ben Simmons carry that ball and being able to not only go to the rim, but being able to anticipate the double and always hit open shooters, whether it was mm-hmm. Sarge, JJ, Bellinelli, uh, Ilya Sova averaged 10 fucking points. You wouldn't even, you wouldn't even expect yeah, that. Yeah, no, that was a problem. That was a problem. And but, that created but, but look, for Miami. Look, what, look what's happening, though. You, 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 you're supposed to have a guy that can handle stuff like that. We got to get back to the point. Of you even breaking this up? Well, his, name, his name's Hassan Whiteside. I mean, I, I have I have many bars for Whiteside coming up, but you take a look at what Sixers were able to do to Miami, and I saw Boston literally cut that shit in half. Yeah. The three pointers, the three pointers that they were getting against Miami that was not stopped, happening. Bro. Yeah, why? He stopped. You take a look at Ben Simmons, and you take his drive to the rim. You do whatever you have to do one on one with small amount of help. As far as the three-point line and having Marco drive all around the place and try to get the open <laughs> shots, J.J. Redick, they weren't getting it. No. 
No. I mean, sh- had- shouts Al Horford, by the way. I don't even know. He's on some other shit right now. They had a, a crazy amount of time to expose Al Horford, average 15 points, but those minutes that he provided were so crucial as far as exposing Sarich and, and there were times being able where to take this him, advantage him, of the paint. There were times that, you know, Horford himself kind of just, like, took over the game real quick and was like, all right, this is over. I'm not going to let you guys come back. Exactly. In ways that I wish, <laughs> I wish that somebody would have been able to do for Miami, but unfortunately they couldn't. And on top um, of Horford, on top of Horford, you have Boston's young core with Tatum, Rozier. Young, just kids, man. These are kids. Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, all holding things down and being able to defend what Philadelphia tries to get away with. No Gordon, no Kyrie. Exactly. And that has spoke a large amount of volumes into why they were even up 3-0 in the first place. As soon as as soon as it beat through on that stupid shirt up 3-1, I'm like, oh, these niggas are about to lose. <laughs> these niggas are about to fucking lose. I doubted it for a small moment. I was like, bro, there's no chance in hell that anybody can come down back 3-0 and win this series. And they ended, and they ended, ended up cleaning it up in five, which is yeah. perfect. Yeah, it worked out for them. It just made me so fucking jealous. It's cool, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you know – you're eliminated just like just like Philly is, man. It's really the same thing. It just happened at different times. So, but yeah, it does. It, it maybe it does speak a lot about what's going on, uh, you know, with your guys. But don't think too so much into it, man. Teams play different against other teams, bro. So it's cool, man. Maybe if you did that series it's over hard. again, y'all would come up. It's hard to do that when I see Aaron Baines having a better <laughs> stat line than Hassan Whiteside. It's because Aaron Baines is better than Hassan money. Whiteside right now. It just is what it is, bro. The fact that that's even a thought, but it's it's facts. It's facts, man. I I I hate the fact that that is. Even <laughs> yeah, hey, man, I hate I hate I hate that I had to bring that up to you, but it is it is really true, and it is mind blowing. You average five point six rebounds for the series. I don't even know what to tell you. <laughs> I saw him busting a three and shit the other night. Where, like, no. where? Baines. Oh, I was about to say, not Whiteside. No, not Whiteside. He's never going to get that You know what I've seen him do? I've seen him like on Instagram the fact that uh, uh, a report came out that said that the Heat are open to trading Hassan Whiteside. That's, that's, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. He that's liked... what I saw this week. <laughs> wait, wait. Why didn't you tell me this? He liked a tweet that was a rumor about him getting traded? The report earlier this week was that the Heat are open to trading Hassan Whiteside. What do I see in the likes? Like <laughs> by Hassan Whiteside. What? Was this not a story? Had, uh, I mean, it was a small story. It was it was an Instagram. Oh, uh, I see. Uh, I see right here on the score. Uh, strong support amongst Heat execs to trade Hassan Whiteside. So. Some Heat personnel showing a strong support of moving Hassan Whiteside. Yes, I hear. This is good. This is good for you. This is good for you. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't need him, man. I've just had enough. That what you gonna tell him right there? That that might be my energy. Honestly, that's, that's, that's my... got to be your energy, man. Because he's not. He's he... after I seen Aaron Baines be able to slow down Joel Embiid better than Hassan Whiteside <laughs> did. It tells. It tells a story, man. I'm sorry, dude. It's cool, man. Don't worry about it. It's over hate, now. It's over now. And I hate it's like this because you know you you start you start looking at different sides of the spectrum where you're like, you know what? If Whiteside got Al Horford's minutes, maybe things would be different. 
but not when you use those minutes to average five fucking points. Yeah, you got to do more than that for for you to for you to get that type of respect. And if you don't, you gonna you gonna get benched like he did. Well, regardless, Boston, I have to tip my hat off. They did the slowing down of Philadelphia way better than Miami did, and now they have the opportunity to face LeBron James in the finals. No matter how many games that takes. And, and, and it looks like consensus is pretty much saying it's a six, seven game series. Uh, we will see from there, but we'll get more into conference finals later within the show. We have Celtics Cavs to talk about. We have the matchup that we talked about from the first episode of RSPN. The one that we wished for is here between the Warriors and the Rockets. Probably. We'll talk about that too, but um, we're going to come back. We're going to have Persian on to talk the Carter effect, to talk the Raptors, uh, what he has planned for them going forward. Uh, how do you improve? 59 wins, arguably the Rosen's best season. We'll see his thoughts on that, but we'll be right back. We'll have more of this coming up. It's RSPN, RNC Radio. We'll be back. Burn it down! You and that's why you ain't winning you're a baby. Stop no, babying no, these no, players. No, baby no play. He don't play. No, he don't no, play. No, you no. got to sit his ass down. Period. He ain't got to repair nothing. You got to stop babying your players. You got baby. That's why you ain't win. He got to. I didn't have Dwayne. I didn't have Dwayne Wade and Kobe Bryant carry me up and down the court. So why you don't want to play? Because I got three finals MVP, Chuck. Because you Google me, Chuck. Google me, Chuck. You see that? Google me. You a great player? You don't know what you talking about when it comes, Chuck. You ain't got to repair nothing. He got to step up and play. We all didn't have other players carrying play us up and down the court. You can yell as much as you want. I got three finals in yeah, yeah, I mean, you are a great player. Thank but you. you wouldn't have got That's if you didn't have Kobe in the way. I will, I will say. You, you, Google me, Chuck. Google me. Dear mama. Love you, mama. So all right rspn rnc radio we are back yes he is jeff i am mark um you'll hear from the music that we have a brand new playlist from the rnc coming in today uh the all mamas playlist will have you completely set up for mother's day yeah we had to go very family oriented on this one mama Getting all I, of the. <laughs> how'd your, how'd your mom, did you, she, she put your songs there? Uh, yeah. Or did you some, pick your songs? Some, some I knew, some I had to, some I had to inquire about. All right, right. Yeah, that was kind of basically similar for me. I, I put one on myself, and then like the rest was basically ours. So it's, it's, so got, it should be a really fun playlist. So we got a little set list. <laughs> Shout out Cliff for having Stacy Bob on. I saw that too. Did you did you see did you see what he put under artist name for Yay? Oh, for the yay? <laughs> I can't. I'm not. Gonna, I can't say it on here. But did you see what he put? Yeah, I see. He's a fool, man. He's a so, fool. So, all of our mom's favorite songs, um, plenty of her Mother's Day songs that you are familiar with, will be on the playlist. Check that out. Apple Music, Spotify, everywhere that you can find any RNC playlists. Um, be sure to check out the podcast as well. You already know how many we've got coming in for those. Yeah. We have brand new episodes coming next month, so be on the lookout for that too. Absolutely. Joining us today is somebody who I've wanted on the show for a very long time, uh, is a very vocal person on Twitter, someone whose uh, opinion I respect not only for music in general, but for the love of his city. Uh, we, we, we talked about bringing him on, what, two weeks ago privately? Two, three weeks ago? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's been, it's been yeah, something that we've yeah, wanted yeah. for a while. I'd, I'd love to have this 
perspective before I make my way into the city of Toronto. <laughs> we have that Persian guy on with us this week. Persian, what's going on? What's good, guys? Thanks for having me on the pod, man. Of course, man. You never been in Toronto, Mark? Never, ever. So you finally coming? So here's the thing about Toronto, <laughs> what, was right? that? what was that? It was like, it's like, it's a plan that I definitely have in the works. It's just how am I going to, how am I going to fix it in? Like, I have had the highest interest in seeing an OVO Fest before I am too old to do an OVO Fest. Right. But then I think about that same weekend is is also something that they talked about in the film as well, which I was surprised. Um, I got to do Carabana before I'm too old. For sure. For sure. Yeah, specs. And you know what, man? Like, OVO Fest has kind of lost its allure a little bit because they shifted it from what used to be, like, a pretty decent venue, and mm-hmm. it's now at the Air Canada Center where the Raptors play. So it's kind of like, it doesn't have that festival feel to it. You know what I mean? Right, so right. It's more you're not gonna get You're not going to get what you're looking for, I don't think. Like, even I'm not going to go probably just because, like, tickets are through the roof in terms of prices. But Yeah, I think that you, too. If you come through for Carabana, you're going to have a good time. Like, no matter what. You, can, you don't even have to do the parade. Like, just, you'll have a good time even if you don't come for Carabana. I'm telling you, Toronto's a beautiful city, especially in the summertime. So if you're going to plan something out, do it between like May and August, basically. Man, I I went for my 23rd birthday. Now I'm born in February. I was out there. Oh, uh, it was yeah, it was freezing, bro. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. freezing, but it's it's such a beautiful city. Like nonetheless, like just like the the just the the nightlife. Yeah, it's just fantastic, man. It's I a great city. It. I love it. Yeah, if I if I'm definitely going, I'm going during Caravan. I might not do mass. My body's not my body's not right for mass, but. <laughs> I will be. I will be. Uh, you can't go somehow you involved the in the festivities. You gotta get a PS4 before you go to Toronto. Don't do. Uh, <laughs> Persian, per, 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 do you have a PS4? I don't. I actually have an Xbox One. So thank you. Oh my god! Yeah. Yes, finally. Yo, but finally. like full disclosure, like I'm not a gamer like that. So for me, oh, okay. It's so like, you just you just have one. You just have yeah, a yeah. It's like an entertainment system for me. Doesn't count. Yeah. Doesn't count, Mark. Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Tell 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 them about how quality of an entertainment system this Xbox. Yo, it's it's really good. It's really good. And uh, like for me personally, like I only use it for if I'm watching Netflix or if I want to watch. Like, wow, Mark. This isn't helping you, Mark. No, no, no. I I know oh, gamers are gonna listen to this and they're gonna be like, Yo, what's he talking about? <laughs> I get it. It's no, not no, really a gamer it. console. So, Mark, if you're like a serious gamer, like, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can back you up on this one. But uh, in terms of an entertainment system, I agree. Like, you get everything you want out of it. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's solid. Like, you can't go wrong, really. And I'm sure, like, you could do a lot of the same things with PS4. But uh, I don't even know why I chose Xbox One, to be honest. But I just did. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it's cool. That's a, I, mean, I mean, that's all you need, baby. A little bit of entertainment. I mean, y'all got to have the... You know. All right. So last week we briefly last week we briefly touched on the Carter effect. It is a documentary that has been out from 2017, and you'll immediately notice it when uh, you choose it on Netflix to watch. Uh, you'll see Vince Carter in his grizzly his Grizzlies workout gear, uh, giving his perspectives on the documentary. But it just touched Netflix last week. Uh, it is a documentary set up by. LeBron James, Maverick Carter, and his team in Uninterrupted. And it touches on the rise of a small amount of trials and tribulations. I, w- I wish that they w- would have went a little bit deeper in regards to that situation of him leaving Toronto. But mm-hmm. anything that you would like to see regarding Vince Carter's startup and his effect 
on the city of Toronto is pretty much touched on on this one hour film. Yeah. Um, how'd y'all like it? It's cool, man. I, I think it, I think it just shows like what one po- what one person can do to culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, it was it was actually really special the way it worked out because I actually saw this in September. So there was a uh, I was lucky enough to be part of a premiere at a Toronto International Film Festival. Oh, okay. And uh, it was a really, really cool experience. Like I was second row from the screen. The whole Raptors bench was watching it right in front of me. Uh, LeBron was in the building, obviously. Uh, Drake was there, Mav Carter. And they actually had like a little Q&A session at the end of it. So yeah, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, I think like Chris Bosh came through. I don't think Vince actually came through himself. Uh, There was like a little bit of a rumor circulating in the theater that like something happened to his grandmother. He couldn't make it. Uh, I don't know if that's okay. I, I don't know if that if that's actually true, but right, right, um, right. Yeah, so he he wasn't there, but I mean, obviously, he spoke <laughs> in the documentary, and uh, yeah, it was a really cool experience for me because like everybody in there was from Toronto. Like, if you weren't an athlete, you were a Raptors fan, or like you, you're from the city, hmm. so you understood what went down in that time. And it's kind of like it's like if you're if you're watching family videos with your family about you guys growing up and, and right. that's kind of the feel they had when you were in the theater so yeah man I, I really thought it was like really well made uh i agree though they could have definitely touched on a little bit more in terms of like vince carter leaving and and the sour taste that left in like toronto's mouth but um you know how did it feel man how did it feel man it was rough and mind you like that that was back in like 2004 when he was traded so I'm 25 now. That was like when I was like 12, right? right? So it was tough for me. Like I grew up watching this guy. He's like my childhood hero, mm-hmm. you know? I, th- I feel like he kind of had the same impact for Canadian kids the way maybe like Allen Iverson did for American kids. So like- No, yeah, that's was, big. Yeah, in yeah. comparison, that's huge then. Yeah, you know, sure. like he's like a cultural icon. So um it was just rough. And like what made it worse is the trade was awful. You know what I mean? Like we got Alonzo Mourning who never showed up. We just basically bought him out. Right. We got a couple of scrubs and two draft picks that we used on uh, Joey Graham and Charlie Villanueva. So like <laughs> you, there's, there's nothing, you know what I mean? Like this is, this is not the kind of return you want from like one of the most electrifying players, you know? Right, so, right, right. Facts. But you know, it all, I, I'm just glad the way it sort of wrapped in, in terms of like, how we sort of embrace him again and we kind of all got over it and then you saw in the documentary like when he's crying and he's getting yeah, it's standing over you know it's yeah. the business you know? and that was really emotional just seeing him cry like you know it meant a lot to him and i'm just glad that was the response we gave him i feel like he deserved that you know he put us on the mat and uh actually something that masai mentioned uh masai ujiri uh at the q a session he said uh he wants to make sure that there's some sort of finality when it comes to, you know, Vince Carter in Toronto. He said um, in one way or another, he's going to come back as and, and finish his career as a Raptor, whether that's, you know, like a one day retirement ceremony thing, yeah, like yeah, where they definitely. just sign him or whatever. Or if like he plays, like you never know if he still wants to play this season. I don't know. Um, no, yeah, that'd be dope. That'd be yeah, dope. it would be. I, I would love it. But um, especially what he does right now, you know, for teams in his, in this point in his career. So that'd be, yeah, that'd be really cool. For sure. I just don't think he wants to like, play in this weather you know <laughs> it's just a lot I, I feel like you know he's a florida boy so like any anywhere where the weather's you know the climate's nice he'll probably play there but um but yeah so f- for me like the documentary was cool 
the way he left, obviously left a sour taste in my mouth, but, um, you know, we're, we're like, we love him, you know, he, he's right, one I of us, forgive, you know what I, I mean? Forgive. You can't forget. And like, he did so much for the community. He always put on for, for Toronto. He hosted like charity classic games and like brought out like all the NBA stars during the summer. So mm-hmm. he did a lot for the city, man. How, how accurate was the film as from, from a Raptors fan perspective, as far as things getting a little bit gloomy when his injury started happening and questions started to uh, rise and doubt started to happen. And you even see in the film, he starts saying that uh, he starts telling the reporters that dunking is overrated. I'd rather just yeah. lay it up. And that shit's like, you hear that from Vince Carter, you're like, Yo, what the fuck is yeah. going on? Um, from, from a rapper's perspective, how, how deep did that, did that go on? And, and as far as like how many years, how accurate did the film try and portray that? I think he did a pretty good job in terms of just trying to capture that emotion. Uh, like, it's true. Like when he, when he was dealing with the injuries, I think a lot of fans were like, it came to a point where like, I think the Raptors management was sort of alluding to like, he wasn't trying hard enough to get back on the floor because of, you know, the product of the team while he was out. Hmm. So when he was injured, like it almost felt like people didn't really believe him or like people didn't like, they called him Vinjury, which was like, weird like it it just felt like we sort of pushed him away as a fan base but like kind of like that kind of like what's going on with uh Kawhi right now yeah exactly and are you really hurt it was a little bit more it was a little bit more like media fabricated also so Mm -hmm. it it was tough like I think yeah when he said that dunking is overrated shit it was just like Oh man, you really gonna do this to it's us? Like, damn, like, dude, we we know what you're spectacular at. Like. Exactly, and and on top of that, like you felt like the writing was on the wall, right? Like this, something's gonna happen where you know he's gonna be traded or he's gonna leave as a free agent. You just didn't know when or how. And um, I think I can remember like this one game that we played uh, against the SuperSonics. Um, it was the end of the game, and we're running a play, and just as we're about to inbound the ball he's talking to the to the Seattle bench and we don't know what he said but media speculated that he was pretty much telling them what the play was so and, and i don't know if that was like a, a flex or something but the media portrayed it as like he's telling them what to do so that like they don't win and, and so that me. sort of like added on to like more hate and uh glad it didn't happen in 2018 cause... yeah cuz twitter would have been Ooh, on that shit. yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> oh my god yeah but so that's how it kind of like went. And I actually wish they, they added that in the film as well. Like a little, like a little more tidbits, but I guess yeah. they wanted to keep it within an hour. There's so many things you can edit out for a documentary. Right. So, um, but yeah, man, it was, it was, it was rough, man. It was, it was really rough. And, and the team wasn't doing well. And once Carter left, like we had a pretty trash team for a couple of years up until we hired uh, Brian Colangelo as GM. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we still had Chris Bosch on the team, which is, great like he, he was a really good pro for us uh and then he left which left another sour taste in our mouths but <laughs> right yeah uh, that's kind of like what you got to go through as a raptors fan you know up until what's up mark how you i, I hear you giggling about it <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not a it's not a brag it's not a brag and giggle unfortunately i can't brag about Bosch at this point in time he is hard it's he is very true that sucks too by very the way true. like you, you know you, you can get him on 2k <laughs> look at you i swear to god the thing with 2K. the thing with Bosch though is like Man, like when he, the way he left Toronto too was kind of rough in terms of like they're building the super team and he basically left the Raptors for dead. 
But also that one was, was a little bit more reasonable from a Raptors fan perspective just because they didn't really – I mean, they probably tried, but they didn't, they didn't surround him with the right talent. talent yeah. yeah, and they kept he, trying. He wasn't, like, they sh- got, he wasn't shifting the culture at that point yet. No, and, and on top of that, like we tried – and we just kind of failed at every turn. Like we tried to get him like Jermaine O'Neal, uh, you know, Hito Turkoglu, Sean Marion, like, and like, these guys are fine players, but they're not like a star. You know what I mean? Like you're not going to get it, it, I don't know. Like, I, I just felt like you weren't going to keep Bosch around if you were just going to go and get like a, a, a level of talent that is just below all-star, you know? So it kind of sucked the way he left too, but, um, you know, now we're in a better place. I mean, not these days, but, uh, you know, just in general, like the whole Lowry and DeRozan era has been really, really good for the Raptors. And mm-hmm. I think it's kind of set us, you know, it, I think a lot of, a lot more people are recognizing that we're a respectable organization, you know, first class, we take care of our players, you know, so, you know, hopefully we, we carry that good, goodwill forward and we'll see what happens. But, um, but yeah. How, how, how overwhelming has that been from a positive perspective as far as seeing the advancements of what uh, the Raptors has today? I mean, you, you look at the film where they show the original expansion team playing in the Toronto Sky Dome the first four years in the NBA. Now, keep yeah. in mind, uh, the uh, WrestleMania 18 has had the Sky Dome and filled it out with 68,000 people. And then you right. show an expansion team that has to literally cut the Sky Dome, not even in half, but literally like in like a quarter to make it look like it's a presentable uh, NBA crowd and now fast forward almost 20 years later and now you have uh, uh, Drake as your global ambassador you mm-hmm. have thousands of fans lining up outside just to watch it on TV and not even be in the arena how how overwhelming does that come to a fan who has been there since the beginning uh, man it's great it's so wonderful to see like the impact um, and it all comes back to, to Vince Carter and what he did right like he like just just the way he played was so captivating and it was it was the must it it was must see tv at some point you know and i think even for like americans like we didn't get that national tv exposure and you know you you can talk to raptors fans nowadays like they'll tell you like they we still don't get respect we still don't get on national tv and whatever like i don't i don't care too much about that as as much as i did back then or like back in the bosch era but Mm. um it's just crazy to see like what one man can really do, you know? And, uh, he, he basically birthed the, the Renaissance in terms of like Canada basketball, where now you're starting to see way more, you know, Canadian athletes in the NBA and and, in college basketball and whatnot. And they all grew up watching Vince. So, um, and then, you know, all of us, like my age group, uh, like twenties and thirties, like we all grew up watching Vince. So all of us, (laughs) <laughs> you know, I see like people when I see people standing outside Jurassic Park watching the game outside the arena on a big screen. It's just crazy to 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 think about because back then we were just considered a hockey town. You mm-hmm. know, it, it almost felt like, you know, you mentioned Skydome. It almost felt like we were destined to fail as a franchise. Uh, you know, we didn't have the arena until I think 1999 or 2000. And um, you just see the progression as time went on, like you know, we got more serious as, as an organization. Uh, obviously we had that little lag period where we were laughing stock. And again, nowadays we are the laughing stock, which kind of sucks, but these um, things happen, man. These these things things happen. happen. It comes in waves, right? So now we're a respectable organization and 
the fans they come out in droves uh, and even and they travel well too like you if if you watch you know Raptors games on the road uh there's there's always fans you know and uh especially in the playoffs which is great to see so you know it's uh i guess it it is overwhelming but it's it's like a good sense that like you know this city really pulls for its team and right. uh it's special man no i mean dude so obviously you know you've kind of seen what's been going on in the playoffs 2018 yeah, <laughs> you know, and it, so I, you know, what, what, what are your, what are your wishes? What do, you, what do you think's gonna happen? Are you, do you, do you go again with this same team? What do you add? What do you lose? I mean, yeah. how are you, how are you feeling? Like, what, what's next after, you know, you guys finish number one C, right? Yeah, we finish, we finish first in the East, and right. uh, you know that, like, people will make jokes about how like that's meaningless or whatever, and I get it, it kind of is, but. If you if you look I mean, at our it, history, you know, like, it means something. It means something. It means something. It's a bad thing. Yeah, no, it's definitely not a bad thing. Finishing yeah. first in the East is always an accomplishment. Yeah, everybody wants first seed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So and you get home court, obviously, if you if you win, you know, and and get the chance to move on to the Eastern Conference Finals or whatnot, you'll have home court advantage. But, um, you know, I I don't know what we're what we're gonna do honestly. Like I try and think of it from a perspective of like, okay, where was I at like five years ago thinking about this team, right. and like before the Lowry and DeRozan era. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to go back to those. You're days. Right, that's what, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to go back. Like I, I, <laughs> I would rather get humiliated by LeBron every year if it means we win 55 games a season. You know what I mean? Like I'll right. take it, man. You just gotta know, like just know completely lost season. You don't want any seasons that don't mean anything, right? That, you want you want something. And, and like, you get to enjoy the scene. Like, if you ask, like, Raptors fans, they might agree with me, but um, I think this was the most fun I've had as a Raptors fan this season. Like, between all the games we won, and we just had a fun team. Like, we played well. We played – we changed up our style offensively. We played more fun, uh, a lot more ball movement, a lot more three-point shooting. Um, so, it, it, it was a thrill. All the guys, they're, like, they're, like just good people. You know, and uh, I don't know if you guys have ever watched. There's like this little documentary series uh, that happens over the course of the season that like sort of captures the Raptors and, and how they move on. I don't know if you've seen it. It's called Open Gym. Right. Uh, a lot of teams have their own little, sub, yeah. you know, series. See, yeah. So like if, if you watch that, like you'll get to know the players and stuff. And like they're all just like they're just cool. Like they're just good people. And so you kind of grow an attachment to the players too. Like it came to a point where like throughout the course of this Cleveland series, I felt like sort of sad, but for different reasons every time. Mm-hmm. And when it came, I think like once LeBron hit that crazy ass shot in game three, which like I'm still recuperating from, but the, uh, the that, that's yeah, one the of those ones away. you don't forget. You yeah. Just... That, that shit is going down in the history books. Like that's going to yeah. be on his like absolutely Hall of Fame highlight reel. It's but, a highlight. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we're obviously on the wrong end of that, but after that game, like, I didn't even feel sorry. Like, I didn't even feel sad for myself. I felt sad for those guys. Because, like, especially Lowry and DeMar, they've been through, like, some bad losses in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. This was, like, fucking, yo. I, I, like, I was gutted for them, man. Like, I really was. And um, But, you know, that's the game, man. Sometimes, like, it, it, Stockton and Malone, they went through the same shit. You know, it happens. Charles Barkley, you went through the same shit. It, it, so, do, it, do, it does happen, you know. It, it's just how it goes, man. And then, of course, LeBron James is LeBron James. You know, he's a he's a he's a wall. He's a tough wall to get over every time, no matter what situation that he's in. So yeah, and um, and I've said it before. I don't know where you guys stand on it, but I think he's the greatest of all time. 
and like Dude, not, I, it's not, bro, it's not I, it's, because it's, it's of like really he's beating the Raptors know. or whatever, but it, it just like his body of work, like you know, winning. I get it, like six rings and in, in, in yeah, six yeah, finals yeah. for MJ. I get that. I get all that, but man, like this talent is undeniable. Like yeah, he, he's a blessing to watch. He's a blessing to watch. He really too. is. He really is. Regardless of how you feel about uh, you know him and and the Cavs or whatever, just as a fan, it's like, man, how can you not appreciate this? <laughs> He's, he was born for this. Yeah, exactly. I've, always, I've always hated the six ring conversation for a long time because there's so many different dead ends that people just go through and try and cut off and try and make it a better uh, conversation for Jordan or, or even Kobe or things like that. But, <laughs> right. right. Like, the, like the, sport, the, the, the Shaq you know? and, and, and Charles Barkley argument they got into. And, oh, uh, that Shaq, shit was, Shaq that went shit immediately completely to completely was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys keep going at it, man. It's crazy. But um, no, to go back to your question, though, like what, like what should the Raptors do this season? I think they should just bring it back in terms of like the, the main core. Now, if they want to get rid of Dwayne Casey, that, that's, that's a little bit tricky just because obviously, you know, he's in – I mean, he just won the, the Coach of the Year award for like all the coaches. Right. Uh, I, I, think, I just think it's a scapegoat. I, I, think, I think like – they they're not going to get rid of Larry DeRozan, you know, not yet at least. So, I don't think so either. Yeah, right. So I I kind of it just it's unfortunate, but I, I do think Casey's the scapegoat, and right. like you know what, we're gonna have to move on from a coach perspective because we just gave these guys deals. We can't really we can't do this yet. We gotta we gotta give them another. And and you also, I mean, again, you guys were number one seed in the East, and there were upsides. Games. Yeah, there were upsides. It just yeah. you know you, you hit you hit a wall and yeah. He might have to be the fall man, which which definitely sucks. Like he he's he's as classy as they come, and he, he's right. a good coach. Like I, I've had my issues with him like over over the course of like this whole era, where you know even even in these playoffs, like he he's, he's doing some questionable shit. Some of the rotations are like kind of iffy. Like he's right, playing right. he's playing baby in, in 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 game four at the end of the half. Sometimes you just want to talk to your coach and be like, "Yo, do you play two K at all?" Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Yo, you no, should know like who makes, to put in at this situation for sure. Like he makes some boneheaded decisions, but with that being said, like it, when you look at the body of work, like he's done a lot like for this franchise. And I think the first season he joined us, we won twenty three games. Now we're at fifty nine. You know, like there's something to be said about that. So yeah, yeah. Um, I think. Like if if they're gonna get rid of him, I won't be mad. If they if they keep him, I won't be mad either. I think it's just gonna be hard to sell it to the fans and even to the players too. Like if if they come yeah. back with this unit and they don't get at least someone who's gonna make a difference in their rotation at the very least, uh, then it's gonna be a hard sell for Lowry and Demar, you know. But uh, I have all the faith in Masai. I think like he, he's gonna he's gonna I mean, do he's, something he's that'll help. He's about it, you know. So yeah, and uh, you know he's not afraid to trade a franchise player if he has to. I mean. Back in in Denver, like he was kind of forced with the whole Carmelo thing, but mm. he'll make a splash. If he, he made the best to. out of that, though. Exactly, he exactly. That, he put them in a better situation, and um, you never know what can happen, man. I, I think if, if I was Masai, I would probably want and try to go for like a star, whoever's available. It doesn't even matter if you yeah, actually yeah, go through with it, but just show the call. effort. Yeah, show the effort so that you know Lowry and Demar know that like. We're trying to get you some help, you know, like try, you know, make a phone call to the Spurs, see if Kawhi is available, you know, right, right, right. Uh, even if you don't have cap space, like try and take a meeting with like a Paul George, if you can just, yeah, just call, to like, see, see, open see, that. see if Deandre Jordan want to want to come through. Yeah. And, and I'm not as high on Deandre. I don't think he's, he would be that guy that makes a difference, but uh, he, he, he might be a better fit in with this team instead of Valanciunas. I don't know. But um, 
just just try just try and see what you can come up with and if you come up empty-handed then you know do whatever you can to get like a, a solid two-way player uh that will that can make somewhat of a difference if you face cleveland again in the playoffs next year but that also depends on whether lebron comes back and that's of course i yeah, have no idea to do with that so um we'll see where that how that plays out but um there's a lot of different ways we can go i just don't think we're gonna make we're, i don't think we're gonna blow it up basically ideally lebron leaves the east and you guys can uh, upgrade some things and adjust and you know you don't have to even worry about them until uh, you know the only issue with that is you see philadelphia you see boston yeah yeah you they're, gotta, they're you on gotta the come keep. up and they have better talent than we do in terms of like their front end talent so it's it's gonna be tough Boston's either way. A whole but, level from what they're doing from a fraud office coaching standpoint, I don't even. They're just on some other some other yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And I and I given uh, Danny Ainge some some hate before, but he's done a fantastic job. And it all stemmed from the from the Nets, man. Like I, I still can't believe they gave him three unprotected picks. <laughs> they basically <laughs> fucked the ridiculous, league. Ridiculous, man. I can't. Like, so I don't know, but you know what, man? I'll face those teams over facing LeBron any day. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. I don't care how many dudes <laughs> they the got. Day. Like, if it's not LeBron, we good. Let's go. I'm down. So, uh, from a from a fan's perspective, we've noticed that um, uh, the American opinion seems to piss a lot of Raptors <laughs> fans off. <laughs> it's time. Uh, let's get it. Yo, Yo, actually, you know what? Before you before you say anything else, I want to actually clarify. So, okay, so I've been getting you. I'm sure if you if you follow me on Twitter, if you if you follow someone that follows me on Twitter, you've seen the tweet. Uh, I said something to the effect. So I first started off. I said, I think it was a game. Uh, the Raptors were playing the were playing the Cavs uh, like early April, so just before the end of the season. And uh, I said something to the effect of, you know, if if Toronto wins, people are going to say, oh well, they're still not going to win. You know, if they win that game, it, it, they're not right. going to win in the playoffs or whatever. Uh, and if they lose, they're going to be like, well, this is why we don't believe in them. Same old Raptors. <laughs> so, and the reason why I tweeted that was because, like, I was seeing a lot of, you know, obviously I follow a lot of local people and they're all Raptors fans. So, you know, I, I've seen a lot of people complaining about, you know, respect and all that. And I was just like, yo, the moral of this of this whole tweet is that it, it doesn't matter. Like, it, you only get respect if you win a title. That's just how it goes, right? It's true. So it's true. you don't have to worry about respect. And I think, like, our fan base has a bit of a, like an inferiority complex, unfortunately, because like we're the one, we're the lone Canadian team. We got like, we're, we're not on national TV like that in the, in the States. It's um, a chip. There's a chip on the shoulder. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, so I get it from, from that standpoint, like you want a little bit more respect, but at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. And then I little, I threw a little pot shot, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's just fun. You man, know, we're, we're going I, through, we're going through hard times over here, man. <laughs> we got, we got Trump to deal with, man. We got, some yo, it's, stuff. it's bad all over, man. It's the last me. thing we need, man. <laughs> yo, it's bad all over. Like the Trump shit affects us too. You know, oh, it, it affects it. the world. I so it. I know it, but, um, but yeah, like I didn't realize how like you know I I seen people get sensitive about that. I was like, yo, come on, man. Yeah, I I dealt yeah, with like, all right. Bring the tweets back up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yo, I, yeah, that. I, I, I didn't, I didn't like, think it yo. was like yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't offended or nothing like that. I thought that yeah. was hilarious, but you know, I, you know, it's Twitter, man. No, I mean, how I, that is. I didn't realize, you know, I I mean, I it was a pot shot, you know. Like I was having fun, you know. I didn't obviously like the rap. The two best players on the Raptors are American. You know listen, what I mean, like, li- li- listen, bro, listen, bro. I want to tell you something about growing up in the '90s uh, as a as an American kid, right? Cartoons, um, you know, our our shows, our TV series. There's a Canadian joke in every season. Like oh, yeah. growing up, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure Mark knows too. Like things happen, man. And I think that's why we we also like 
I've been noticing there's a lot more slander this year than before. So, and I think, I think it's always been like a Canada US thing. Like, right. like I, I've always seen that. So, but I'm saying like, yo, I, I, I've been through all those bag milk tweets. You know what I mean? From like 2012 <laughs> to 2016, like <laughs> it's all at the love, peak bro. of it. Uh, yeah. So like, fam, come on. Like, we're just, we're just, it's just a joke. You know what I mean? Like, don't get, don't get too riled up over it. But uh, I just wanted to clarify that because, like, you know, I seen a lot of people retweet. I was like, "Yo, chill, fam, chill." No, the reason that I asked this is: does does anything ever feel misunderstood? Like, what what is the the most? Uh, I guess from 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 your team, what is this thing that you feel like is the most misunderstood about the Raptors? That's a good question. Um, what's the most misunderstood thing? Um, honestly, man, like, there's not too much. I just think like people don't pay enough attention. So when they, when they try, like I, even media members, like especially media members, actually, I'll say that. Cause if you turn on like, uh, what's it called, man? Uh, my man, Shannon Sharp and uh, Skip Bayless, whatever their, their, their show's called. Yeah. Like they'll be talking about the Raptors throughout the season or like towards the end of the season. And I'm listening to them. I'm like, yo, like, what are you talking about? Like they think like DeRozan's a good defender. And I'm, I'm listening to this. I'm like, what? Like, it's going to be further from the truth. Like, so I think it's just a lack of like attention in terms of like, like, I don't think enough people watch to be able, like throughout the regular season to be able to say like, you know, to comment appropriately. To, exactly. And, and that happens with every team. Like not everybody's watching, you know, the Kings, you know what I mean? Like yeah, if right. I, it's like, if I was tweeting about the Kings and I, and I'm acting like I know what they should do and like all that, like, if you just pay a little bit more attention, you'll get the bigger picture. And like, right. and, you get and your jokes off, but just understand the facts. Exactly. Well. Get all the jokes off, like all that LeBronto shit, like do whatever your heart desires. There's no ill will in terms of that. But if you want to talk about like, you know, what we should do in the, in the off season, whatever, just like make sure you know what you're talking about. That, I think that's the only misunderstood thing is just like not enough people are, are watching the games. I think there's a lot of box score watching. So, um, I, but, but to me, like, that's pretty much it. Like, if you're watching the games and you know what you're talking about, like, I, I could tell, like, just by having this conversation, like, you guys have watched a few more games than, like, what you've seen in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. So, like, you know what this team's about a little bit. Yeah, um, you're watching, man. You're yeah, watching. so just, hey, Americans, you know, I'm talking to you right now. Just watch a little more. That's it. Watch <laughs> that's a couple it. more. That's all you that's a, do, guys. That's a one-two. That's a one-two hey, team. Look, you know? the Raptors are a respectable franchise slash team. And I don't. I mean, of course, you get your jokes off. You get your jokes off, but you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, people Those are going to say what they're going to say. What Scorpion <laughs> drops? Everything's going to change anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you never know. It could be a views, man. People, people shout on views. So <laughs> you never know. You never know. Charles Drake, man, the goat. Yeah, man, for sure. Appreciate having you on Persian. Um, everybody who is listening, you can follow him at that Persian guy on Twitter. Um, any final thoughts? No, nah, man. I think we're good. I think we covered everything. But uh, thank you guys for having me on, man. It was it was a blast. Uh, let's do this again. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. We'll definitely have you back. Appreciate it. Take care. All right. When we come back, uh, we've got some things to cover as far as another Carter effect, and we're also going to start getting into our <laughs> conference finals talk. RSPN, RNC Radio, we'll be back after this. We have a great group of guys. I hope they're all back next year um, because we understand each other. We play well with each other. Uh, you know, me and Ben, you know, I was, uh, I was thinking about it, uh, just looking at, I don't know, 
Uh, KD and Westbrook, what they did the first season together, I thought that I think they only won like 28 games or something like that. Then, I mean, look at, looking at what we did, uh, we got a bright future. Uh, you know, uh, like at the end of the game, he came up to me, was like, um, there's gonna be, show me his hands, and he was like, there's gonna be a lot of rings on this, and then I was like, for sure. So we got a bright future, and uh, we gonna be fine, but I'm excited uh, to learn from this stuff, because I felt like we had a pretty good chance, but you just gotta learn from it, and uh, gonna be fine. Thanks again to that Persian guy coming on and talking Toronto with us. If you want to take a look at anything that we had going on in this episode today, Carter Effect is on Netflix, and the Raptors will be back for the next NBA season. Um, I feel old, man. You know today. You know. You know what? Um, speaking of Carter Effect, you know Carter Three in a month is going to be a decade old. That's crazy. A decade, just to say, a decade old. Like, I remember how big of a deal it was when Carter 3 dropped and how anticipated it was and where Wayne was in his career at that time. is You can't duplicate, like, for people who didn't get to understand what that felt like, like, it's unfortunate because it, Lit- it was nuts. was literally on top of the fucking world when Carter, when Carter yeah. 3 dropped. I remember being, like, 17 years old. Refreshing anything that I could. Lil Wayne HQ, uh, different sites that I unfortunately cannot mention. <laughs> just to see if there would be any type of Carter 3 leak. And then I remember they had like like 10 second snippets came out. And then you're like, oh shit, it's almost here, it's almost here. <laughs> right, and right. then he said some shit about he said some shit about uh uh, uh DJs. And how he didn't fuck with specific DJs. He was really talking about the Empire because the Empire right. ended up uh, uh, fucking leaking the original Carter Three and made it. Uh, the drought is over. He did part two. Well, that was the original one that he leaked all. Well, was that like? Was had. that like when like I feel like dying and all that stuff? Was, <laughs> he had. He yeah, had. That I was that was a special time. Could understand like pussy money weed. Like like I feel like dying. Like that 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 time was like different bro it was different the drought is over too was literally the project that i was like holy shit he's on top like 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 this is it yeah this is it i mean we already had 2005 to to like him 2006 big year for wayne but 2007 was just when things blew up insanely and then 2008 you have carter three drop boom such a huge moment but yeah no i I'm 28, you know, I'm 28 right now. So yeah, man, a decade ago, that's, that's, yeah, I feel, I I feel I'm washed, bro. I'm completely washed. That was back when shit leaked. Remember when shit leaked like two, three weeks in advance? Yeah, bro. I I remember. I remember it, it, it was, it was a different time before the, the streaming age, you know, man, stream, streaming ruined all that fun. <laughs> yeah. Streaming ruined all that leaks, fun. No, 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 no. Everybody's got the project. Yeah, at least for a good time. We don't, we rarely, things rarely leak nowadays. It still happens randomly sometimes, but like, it, you usually don't, you don't see it that much anymore. It's not really an issue. For those of you who have never heard The Drought is Over Part 2, first of all, I am judging you immensely 
Uh, well, think about the kids that haven't really experienced Carter three. Think about that. I mean, you it was you said ten years. Are there kids that haven't experienced? Oh man, bro. Think about. Okay, I'm just saying. Three. I'm just saying. Think about it right now. Like a decade ago, that means all the twenty year olds were ten. You know what I'm saying? All the eighteen year olds were eight. You oh, know what I'm saying? Shit. Like the twenty year olds were ten. Yeah, bro. Like there's. I'm sure there's plenty of people that don't. They just don't. They don't understand what a milli how like that impact you know what i'm saying man decade that was a long time ago though so yeah if you haven't heard carter three for whatever reason uh go listen to carter three uh all that all the old wayne stuff carter two is personally my favorite because you can't replace the mob so man carter two was amazing as well but carter three doing one million out the gate yeah from an anticipation standpoint like the only people doing a mill out the gate was 50 cent yeah, Eminem, those those type Eminem, in <laughs> uh, sync, Backstreet right. Boys. You had to, you got to be on a whole different. Like, I think Lady Gaga did it like a year or two later mm-hmm. after Carter Three, and I think Adele did it. But like Adele definitely did it. Yeah, like yo, that is, I mean, man, it's amazing. You got to be on a whole different echelon to do a mill. We'll definitely be covering that in June, uh, in a lot more depth. Uh, I feel like we can do that. Well, Wayne is a Wayne is a large sports fan in general, so yeah. Well, be, yeah, he be, is. That could be an RSPN episode. I, I, I want to say for football, he's Green Bay. I want to say he's a cheesehead. He's a Green Bay Packers fan. Uh, for NBA, I'm not sure. Do you NBA, know who he, he supports? NBA, he was a Hobie stan. <laughs> Excuse me. NBA, he was a Hobie stan. Why are you uh, being so disrespectful, he got, bro? He got banned from the American Airlines arena. I remember that. Okay, okay. What did he uh, do? I don't remember. I forgot. He said he said some shit. That was back when Wayne was being annoying as fuck. And he always had some shit to say about Wade and LeBron. So he just got banned. He's on first take like every six months. Yeah, he loves he loves I mean back when Skip Bayless was on first take, he loved being able to debate and this and that. He does undisputed too, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's been on Speedo. I think he's, I think he's been on there once. You know what? I think next month we gotta have a Carter three. We gotta have a Carter three segment. I'm with it, man. We can, we can do it. We can run it down. Going into the weekend, we finally have our conference finals starting. We already talked Cavs, Celtics a little bit earlier in the episode, mm-hmm. but that will be starting Sunday at three thirty. Early, I like that. Uh, I've learned my lesson. I'm not doubting LeBron James at yeah. any certain point. Ditto, man. The Indiana not, not series was Indiana, so we will see how. Uh, well, he comes. He starts away. He starts an away game, and Boston usually does very well at home. So we'll see how that ends up playing out. And we return back to our first episode of RSPN, which feels like it was almost like six months ago. It was a lot shorter than that, but it, it feels yeah, so it feels long that ago, way, dude. It really does. Our introduction of. Is this the time to doubt the Warriors? We finally have our matchup. This is Monday it. On the fourteenth, the Warriors and the Rockets. Yeah. If anybody, if any, if if there's anybody who's gonna stop us from seeing the Warriors in the finals again, this is probably the only way it's happening. Uh, I mean, well, clearly because they're in the conference finals. But I'm just saying, as far as a team that could do it, I, this is it. That that Chris Paul, those final minutes against the Jazz. Whatever, really man. put certain things into me, like okay, whatever, man. I'm not, I might be vindicated. I mean, this is it. I don't think the Warriors are losing, bro. So, you still okay? Okay, if if the Warriors win, are you five in it, six in it? 
I, I, it could go. It could go to length. All right, all right. Yeah, it could definitely go to distance, bro. Um, I'd love seven. A uh, game seven, I would Houston lo- yeah, and Golden State would be fucking man. crazy. <laughs> I would. I seven would be ideal. Seven would be ideal. So I hope they go seven. I really do. I hope LeBron gets there as soon as possible, though. I hope he. I hope he handles that situation. He gets through Boston and moves on. I want to see how it goes. I, I, Although I don't, I don't want to. I I don't want to watch the Cavs and ball and, and and Golden State again. But I understand from a LeBron standpoint, if that's if that's what has to be done, that's what has to be done. Yep, this will be definitely the series to watch. It's one that pretty much everybody called from the time of the Chris Paul trade happened. But now that we are able to see it, it's here. this will be the time to put your faith in Chris Paul and James Harden. If there is any point I, I to do it. I can't have Chris Paul going in the finals now. So. If there's any time to do it, the time is now. So we better get your takes in before Monday. We can't have none of that revisionist history that niggas are doing with fucking Philadelphia. Oh, well, well they were well, they were young from the beginning. They were well, yeah, oh they were God. supposed to be busted. It's <laughs> true, bro. It's true though. Uh, yeah, right. They got further than than they were supposed to. This is facts. You know what? I feel like that just puts the heat in a good perspective. That means they were a good L to take. Makes sense to me. I guess, bro. I guess. Next man. week. Um, what are we doing next week? Um, update on on you know we we'll have the update on the conference finals. Hmm. Whatever's going on with that situation. If I end up at Rolling Loud tonight, maybe I'll have some stories. Got some albums coming out. What comes out next week? May. Uh, everything's really popping off in June though, huh? Because there's like Drake, Nicki Minaj. Uh, the quote supposedly Kanye. Kanye projects. Yeah, yeah. So, not that I mean, you know, whatever. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I feel like I'm missing something. You think so? Um, let me see. Nothing in the NBA or I mean NFL. NFL, you know, they're they're working on. Um, you know, you're about they're about to start their camps. You know, their their preseason camps and their training camps and whatnot. Rookies are signing their deals, so there's nothing really with that. Oh, going on. I know. What? The regular season of that 2K League? There you go. If you can remind me, I'll check it out. But that's the probably only way. You just got to remind me. And I'll, def- right, I'll definitely. Right. Like, we can definitely keep up with it, bro. You just got to let me know. All right. We're going to see you next week. Like, all right. Signing real. out. We'll check you all yeah. again.